In episode 13 of So Say We Travel the Podcast, we will discuss our favorite ways to pass time whenever we're stuck inside of our RV. Including our favorite family games, new twists on old hobbies, and how we balance spending time together and maintaining our individual interests. Finally, we will be trying something new with our Battlestar Galactica episode reviews. For the next few podcasts, we'll be reviewing and posting them as separate videos exclusively on our YouTube channel. Welcome aboard to So Say We Travel. Hi, I'm Sean. Hi, I'm Charlie. And we are So Say We Travel. And this is our 13th podcast episode. And at the beginning of every episode, I like to share why we got into doing these in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, when we first started, we were just weekend warriors transitioning from our sticks and bricks mm-hmm. to moving into full-time RV life. We wanted to document those experiences mm-hmm. and share those experiences with anyone who might be interested in following in our footsteps. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I believe that experience is interchangeable with knowledge. And so hopefully by us sharing our experiences, we'll share some knowledge with you that hopefully will make your life better, your process going from six and bricks to full-time RV life and then beyond because now we're sharing our experiences living in it full-time and, mm-hmm. and learning the ropes with that. Yep. Um, Hopefully streamline your experience there, commensurate with you, hopefully mm-hmm. avoid some pitfalls, some mistakes that we've made hopefully. in the process. <laughs> um, but yeah, so update. Since our last episode, lots of things have happened. Yeah. Um, but it's the usual routine. Mm-hmm. Our normal, every fall, yeah. it's crazy for us because we is. have kids that are heavily involved with a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, this year we threw into the mix some homeschooling. Yes. Um, and again, so just... The usual busy life, mm-hmm. none of it, very little of it has to do with living in an RV. Right. Most of it is just everyday our life. everyday life yeah. living in the fall. <laughs> um, we've, As far as living in the RV, we've settled into that routine just fine. But again, mm-hmm. this year, we've got we've got a high schooler doing all the fall things. So it's it's fall season in, in Texas. So that's Friday night football games. Yes. Um, homecoming. Homecoming is coming, <laughs> coming up. You know, yeah. So we did some dress shopping with both of the teenagers, yep. which was interesting mm-hmm. experience in itself. Yeah. Uh, they're growing up and you want them yeah. to stop yes. stop growing up but they're growing up they're gonna go to these yeah. dances they want to wear these dresses they want to look beautiful yeah. you know and, and they look absolutely beautiful but yes. but it's like oh, I, yes part of you as a parent you're like do you have to wear that, that dress, dress. Oh, but they love it you know we love them so um they're enjoying it and that's yeah. good that's mm-hmm. really really good yep. um but like I said, this year is a little different for us. We add mm-hmm. something new to the mix, mm-hmm. not just living in an RV, but homeschooling. So you've been spending time with Maddie, mm-hmm. doing the co-op on Wednesdays, but yep. you've also started doing something else that you wanted to do, but you actually got to take advantage of. Yes. So we started uh, horseback riding lessons. Um, and so it's always something that she's wanted to do. I mean, every time we go to like festivals and stuff, you know, she always wants to do pony rides and stuff like that. Um, but it's always, you know, she's always talked about how she wanted to ride a horse, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, and so I really wanted to look into horse, uh, back riding lessons. That way she gets the full experience of it. Not just like those pony rides, you know, that we go to in festivals and stuff like that. She can actually learn how to do it, you know, for real. Um, so we've only had one lesson so far, um, because of, um, the weather last week, we weren't able to do it um, this past week, but we've done it once. You did a lot, um, though. We did a lot. Yeah. yeah. So they um, start off with just brushing the horse, um, learning how to um, brush the horse. Apparently, there's like three different brushes that you have to use. There's like curry brush and there's like stiff brush. And then there's it's a whole process. You have to get ready to ride the horse mm-hmm. um, and then cleaning their hooves too. So teach them to do that. Um, and then she walked the horse 
to the little corral thing that they go to. Um, and then she got on the horse and they actually teach bareback um, first. So I was really surprised and shocked about that. They teach them to ride bareback because it actually helps with balancing. Mm -hmm. um, instead of putting them in the saddle first thing, they actually teach them to ride bareback and it helps with balancing. So she was like putting her arm out like one at a time and then having her like touch her nose while she was holding the reins um, because it helps with that balance and it helps if she starts leaning to one side to help kind of position herself back, you know, and so the instructor kind of walked her through that a couple times. She was like really, really nervous because she was starting to slip and the instructor was really good about take a deep breath, you know, that the horse can feel, you know, if you're scared or agitated or something like that. Mm -hmm. So they teach them all that stuff. Um, so it was really cool. It was yeah. really, really interesting. Yeah. Um, she loved it. I loved it. Yeah. That's, um, <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, we plan on going once a week. Um, like I said, we can't go this past week because of weather, but, um, mm -hmm. She's excited to go to her next one. She can't wait to see her horse. Her horse thinks spicy. Spicy. <laughs> she talks about spicy all the time. That's an interesting name. <laughs> yeah. And she actually works with the same horse every time too. So she built that relationship with the horse too. That's part of the lesson. I, I know we were kind of surprised that they did as much as they did in the first lesson. Mm -hmm. I know that's something that you wanted because you experienced it as a kid that yes. you had to learn the work part. It's, it's not all, mm -hmm. it's all not all sunshine and rainbows and right. magical unicorns jumping over stuff. Mm -hmm. There's a work side of yes. working with the horse. Yes. And it was important for you that she got to experience yes. that. And she... yes. Yeah. Cause um, I rode horses when I was a kid. I, I, um, I helped out at um, like special need farms and stuff like that. Um, so I always had to clean the, the horse's stall first. Mm -hmm. um, and you had to brush the horse, you had to bathe the horse and stuff like that. So that's how I learned. Um, I had to do all of that stuff before I was allowed to ride. Yeah. Um, so that I, I, I told them that that's what I wanted for her too. Yeah. Um, just to, to take care of the horse before you get to ride it. Those are good life lessons. It you is. know, so mm -hmm. you not only is she learning about horses and, mm -hmm. and their anatomy and how they work and how to ride them and how to be with them. Right. But she's also learning that there's a, you can't just have all fun. Right. You know, there's a work side to making right. these things happen. It's an animal. You yeah. know, like you have to, you have to care for this animal if, if you want it to care for you, you yeah. know, yeah. build that relationship with, with, with the horse that's so. really cool and, mm -hmm. and you probably would learn that in other ways mm -hmm. in a public school classroom but probably not that hands-on right and that extreme yeah. personal responsibility and it's during the day right so it's early in the morning when everybody else is at school so she gets like kind of that one-on-one -on -one experience that's too. so cool um there are a couple other people there as well um mm -hmm. but it's not like like a saturday afternoon where there's like where they have like 20 or 30 kids that they're mm -hmm. you know teaching these massive lessons too um yeah. so i like that i like the freedom again that um she gets kind of that one-on-one -on -one and, and that's that's on a wednesday as well right mm -hmm. so but her co-op is on wednesday afternoon right. so mm -hmm. in the morning she's doing the horseback riding mm -hmm. and the wednesday she's got her co-op in the afternoon and those classes experienced with other students mm -hmm. shift yes so she did some art mm -hmm. um she's done some art before she's done the career kind of tech yeah she's done the pe mm -hmm. so it's on wednesday she's kind of getting her varied instruction right. and then y'all are plugging in the different subjects monday mm -hmm. tuesday yep. thursday and friday mm -hmm. that's cool yeah. that's awesome um how's your part-time work plugging into all that <laughs> i should probably be working more than i am yeah um and i really want to, i really want to um but i'm still balancing it mm -hmm. all and figuring out how to balance it all i mean i'm still getting my hours i'm still working yeah um but i i need to to to, to balance it better so that, and the reason I asked you that is because we don't want to glorify or gloss over the, mm -hmm. the 
the lack of a better word, ugly parts of this. Right. Right. We don't have all the answers at right. all. We're trying to figure out what's best for us. And mm -hmm. we're hoping that by sharing that with you, mm -hmm. you can either learn what to do or what not to do, yes. <laughs> given your own personal life journey yeah. and the way you want to approach this. Yeah. So we're trying to sort out because, again, we need to be able to make sure that this part time jobs that we're, we're taking on are feasible. Like, mm -hmm. so we have to figure our budget. Right. I know we said in a couple of episodes back that we wanted to start tracking our budget, mm -hmm. you know, once we started in August. We're probably it's October 2nd. Mm -hmm. We're committing to doing it this month, we are, just like finally. we committed back in August to do it. <laughs> and we haven't done it for August or September because yeah. it's just life happens and these things slip through the cracks. But these are yeah. things that we really want to do. We want to yes. track our budget track our expenses, make sure that the income we got is sustainable when we go on the road. Mm -hmm. um, so hoping that y'all will hold us accountable. We're trying to hold ourselves accountable. <laughs> yes. uh, but again, just the point, like we, the reason I asked her that kind of put her on the spot is just we don't want to make it seem like this is all we've got it all figured out. Right. We're figuring it out right now. We are. And we're <laughs> trying, to, <laughs> trying, to. <laughs> trying to figure it out and share that with you. Yes. Um, something really cool, though, happened yesterday. Mm -hmm. um, it was Apollo's Gotcha Day. Yeah. Yeah, it was. <laughs> And most, most, like most other holidays that people are reminded of, you were reminded through social media memories, I imagine. Yes. Yes. <laughs> he's not a kid. He's a dog. He's a, like, we don't remember exactly what day we went and yes, got him. Yes. But, but he has a, he has a gotcha day. So he yes. doesn't have a birthday because, yeah. you know, we don't know how old he was. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we celebrate his gotcha day because that's the day we adopted him. Yes. Um, so we adopted him five years ago yesterday. Um, so we kind of, you know, did a little birthday thing with him, yes. you know? <laughs> Gave him some treats. Yeah. He he lives his best life every day, honestly. He there's does. there's he's no so spoiled. He is. He 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 sucks up AC. Like he comes inside when he wants to go. He's just big, big baby. Yes. Um he's living his best life. Yes. And I I and again, I I think especially that he has a gotcha day and not a birthday. Mm -hmm. There's a difference between Hilo and Apollo. Oh yeah. Dog that you, you know, that you have as a puppy versus one you're giving it home to trying right. to make his life better. And I, and I like to believe that we really, really did. Mm -hmm. If you want to know more about Hugh and Apollo in depth, if you missed our last episode, we talk about them a lot and how living in this RV, living in the galactic mm -hmm. with them goes. So feel free to check that out. But yeah, we celebrated yeah. Apollo's fifth gotcha day. So we've had him for five years. Mm -hmm. We know we've had him for five years. They said he was at least two, at least two when we got mm -hmm. him. Um, we were looking at some of the photos yesterday oh of when we gosh. first got him versus now. Yeah. He has a lot of white, yeah. a lot of white over the. So we didn't even he, realize how much he's like changed he's, over the years until aged. I started looking and at he's the a, pictures. He's a bigger dog, you know. Yeah. So we're it's not something we really want to think about, but yeah. he's probably a lot further along than what we I think thought. So. Um, but we're just, you know, that's probably why he's all about his comfort right now, and mm -hmm. we're more than happy to give it to him. Yes. But yeah, happy fifth gotcha day, Apollo. Um, <laughs> Feel free to leave them a happy gotcha day in the, in the comments if yes. you want. Um, trips. This. Yes. 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 So <laughs> the, the last trip that we took living full time was what? Kerrville. Yes. Back in August. Oh, my God. That was forever <laughs> yes, ago. I, I was like, you've got the itch. Yes. Ooh, we got to go somewhere. <laughs> it's hard. We can't really go anywhere because Peyton has her football. Friday night. Know, Friday like night in Texas. and mm -hmm. stuff. So. We can't do any weekend trips or anything right now because she gets home really late. Like last yes. time I picked her up at like 11 o'clock. Um, I think next week she'll probably be home even later because they go even further away. So mm -hmm. we just we can't do the weekends or anything right now. However, <laughs> however, because you are now working part time and remotely. Yes. And I have the holidays afforded to me by being a teacher and it being my last year, I'm cashing in some time off days yes uh, we've wrapped up a lot of a lot of time off over the last, over the six past years, seven seven years. years yes yeah. so i i really don't take a lot of time off i like to work and yeah. so now it's my last year and if i don't use these days i lose them so I'm, well, i gotta start cashing them in yeah. so that's affording us a lot mm -hmm. more time to take some trips and we've got them lined up yes. um next week <clears throat> we're going to be traveling to mm -hmm. 
uh, not so far away from here. Not far, but far it's, enough. It's an important one. Yes, and it's a really little sleepy town. We're gonna spend some time with uh, our friends uh, Vincent Van Gostagram. Yep. Matt and Tina. They're actually gonna... yeah, we did a video with them a, a few episodes back. So and their feel van free to check and, that out. And but... Vinny, their van. Yeah, yeah, definitely check it out. They are beautiful people, they salt are. of the earth. Yes. Um, and I couldn't be more happy for them. And we're we so excited. Get to be there with them when they tie the knot. That's yes. gonna be next weekend. So we're gonna take a trip for mm -hmm. the weekend. Um, and then after that, it'll be. Granger. Granger. We're going yes. out to our favorite spot mm -hmm. out there in Granger, Texas, out of Wilson H. Park. Mm -hmm. um, again, Charlie's working remotely, and Granger is only an hour, about 45 minutes away from here, mm -hmm. but it's only about 30 minutes away from where I work. Right. So I can commute from there. Yeah. But I've cashed in some of those days to where I'm not having to commute as much. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be a nice week that we'll spend out there in the middle of nowhere it's a, it's a carmy corvineers campsite mm -hmm. um if you're interested at all in mm -hmm. learning more about wilson h fox we actually did a video breakdown on all the army corps of engineer campsites around here yes. plugging so many of our videos in this intro yes, it's are. crazy <laughs> uh but yeah like it's it's a great spot it's mm -hmm. i would say it's a step above boondocking yes but it's it's separated enough there's not a lot of people out there and i'm very curious to see what it's like in the off season mm -hmm. like living there full time through the week for a week yeah it's good. I, I'm so excited. It's yes, going to be great. Yes. And then following that, we're going to be doing uh, Louisiana yes. um, in the holiday visit season. Get mm -hmm. to visit some family, spend some time down there with family. My first, Which I'm excited because we've never been able to do that, right? No. Because of my job, you know, you have the, you've always had the holidays and stuff to take off. Mm -hmm. um, but I've never been able to do that just because with, with my job, I wasn't able to. Mm -hmm. um, I could take off like a day or two, you know, but the holidays for my job was the busiest time of year um because i worked i worked in our optometry office mm -hmm. so our busiest time is the end of the year because everybody's trying Cash to use the benefits mm -hmm. um so we weren't allowed to take off during that time however <laughs> now that i work remotely um i can do that because i can do work from it from there yes um so i'm really excited about that to finally go bit, spend the holidays with family it's it's my favorite holiday thanksgiving because mm -hmm. i love eating yes. um it's going to be with my favorite people my family family and then my family family. Mm -hmm. um, first one in a long time being home and I couldn't be more excited. Uh, it's gonna be great. And they're just always, they're just wonderful. Mm -hmm. You know, they love the family, they love on us. And every time we leave, we're like, oh my God, I wish you'd have to go. Yes. Um, <laughs> soon we'll be able to stay longer yes. and at our will, you know? Mm -hmm. So anyway, but that, so then that's, and then something that's on our radar, we haven't yet finalized, we're working on, mm -hmm. probably be the longest trip that we'll be taking in the Galactica to date. Mm -hmm. uh, the end of the holiday season, we're gonna go northeast yeah. to Kentucky. Yes. Kentucky, <laughs> uh, to visit Charlie's family. Yes. Um, I'm absolutely excited. This is our the, for our calendar, and mm -hmm. then I, I'm excited even more so to be able to do this full time. And I was talking with you mm -hmm. a couple of days ago about that. That the idea of we were driving. Where are we driving to? I, don't I think we're driving north, about 45 minutes away. But we, mm -hmm. I knew we had to come back. Oh yes. And yes, I was just yes. like, you know, you whenever you drive somewhere, you're excited about mm -hmm. getting to the place. Mm -hmm. But the, getting to the place is always like dampened by the fact that you have to make a return trip. Right. You know, mm -hmm. like some people, probably not. But for a lot of us, we're like, yeah, I got to drive a long way to get there. And I'm excited. And I'm fine with the drive to get there because I'm so excited to get there. But while you're traveling to yes. the thing and while you're doing the thing, you're like, man, you got to make this drive. I can't let my hair down too yep. far, you know, okay, because I got to turn around and do it all the way back. Mm -hmm. I was like, there's got to be something cool. And it's going to be a totally different mind shift and experience in knowing that you're always moving forward. Mm -hmm. There is no driving back. Right. Like every destination you set. Mm -hmm. 
you're going. You're yes. always going, always going, always going. There's only things to look forward to. Mm-hmm. You're not have to like regress or come back anywhere. Um, and I, I'm just excited to experience that and see what that mindset yeah. would be like. I can't wait. Yeah. Um, it is fall. Mm-hmm. And I think we talked about it in our last episode where we were going to get a cold front coming in. It lasted for like a good day or two, two days. But it was nice. <laughs> so it was here. We're like, yay, let's go buy all the stuff. Let's go buy the long sleeves. Let's go buy the sweaters. And they're still with uh, Texas. Good old Texas. Good old Texas. <laughs> fall in Texas. It went down from like 100 degrees to 90 degrees. Yeah. You can it, you can feel the difference. Yes. But you, you're still hot at 90 it's, degrees. Yes. The cool thing, though, is that the mornings are less brutal. Mm-hmm. It's really, really hot at the peak of the day. Right. right now, about this time, we would have to wait until like 7 or 8 o'clock to do film a podcast at mm-hmm. this hour in yeah. the evening. Um, we got to start at, right at 6, yeah. you know, because it's the weather is kind of cooling mm-hmm. down by that point. Yes. So that's better. The mm-hmm. quality of life changed a little bit, but it's still Texas summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we got some cool... But with the cool came some rain, yes. lots of rain. Rain, 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 and that actually drew us inside quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And so I started thinking about what would be a good thing to talk about for a podcast. Yeah. And uh, I thought it'd be great to reflect and talk about some things that we do inside our RV. Mm-hmm. You know, that things that we way to pass time. It's 250 square feet. You have to find ways to occupy your time together yes. and separately. Yes. Otherwise... You be climbing the walls. You yes. be climbing. It's a small space. There's it no is. way around it. It's right. a small space. You just have to learn how to be content and comfortable in that small space. And there's tons of different things you can do to mm-hmm. do that. Um, yep. When we got this R- the the RV, when we first started shopping, we had only planned for it to be something that we did things out of. Yes. Like we're only going to be weekend warriors, and we're going to mm-hmm. be traveling where the we- weather is ideal. We mm-hmm. wouldn't be in it when weather was bad, and we'd right. be forced to stay inside. Mm-hmm. Um, so. As we got in and started traveling, though, and mm-hmm. we started traveling regularly and often and right. during the winter, like we were kind of because we didn't get it. We wanted to get it in July. Yes. But we didn't get it until September. September. Mm-hmm. So we right when we got our RV, yeah. we were already in cold Texas weather. So we kind of forced and stay inside. And so we found lots of different ways to mm-hmm. enter, entertain ourselves together. Yeah. Um, things that we did in our sticks and bricks, we mm-hmm. brought over. They had to be converted, had to be changed quite a bit yeah. in order to be able to done, be done in here. But some stuff, we just they, they go just fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there are things that we do together as a family, but mm-hmm. they kind of suit really well to being stuck inside an RV. Mm-hmm. The first thing that I'm going to mention in particular, we do a lot of games. We do. Um, electronic and unelectronic, mm-hmm. a whole bunch of different games. Mm-hmm. We actually used to have a leaderboard up in our sticks and bricks yes. about who won the games and everything. Yes. Uh, so we're going to try and bring that back. Definitely find a way to put it up in the Galactica. Yeah. Um, also, maybe possibly doing some Twitch streams of family game night, maybe that y'all can watch us mm-hmm. play our favorite games together. I don't know. Something I'm kind of deal- toying with in my head. But one of our favorites to play <laughs> is uh, Unstable Unicorns. Yes. <laughs> And this is on the back of the box. It says, build a unicorn army. Betray your friends. Unicorns are your friends now. And on (laughs) unstablegames.com, who makes Unstable Unicorns, says that Unstable Unicorns is a strategic card game that will destroy your friendships. But in a good way. The game was one of Kickstarter's top 100 most backed projects of all time and won the 2019 People's Choice Award for Toy of the Year. Um, they recommend two to eight players. It's about 30 to 60 minute play time. They can be really quick games or very long games. I don't they, recommend it with two people, though. I think it's kind of boring if there's two. You got to have at least three. It is playable. Opinion. It is playable, yes. yes but it, it's you, you way, can, yeah. yeah. Way more fun with uh, three at plus. At least three, mm-hmm. yeah. 
And then ages eight plus. So Maddie definitely gets to play with us. She does. It mm -hmm. took her a little bit to get the concept of them. But once she learned it, though. She was the X factor <laughs> in our games. Before she really understood how to do it, she was just throwing cards down there. And we're like, oh, uh, and, and you well, let's explain it a bit why she was the X factor yes. for that. Um, but they have multiple expansions to expand the original the original deck. Mm -hmm. uh, they have dragons, they have adventures and rainbow apocalypse is a bunch of many yes. other ones. Essentially, the game, you start out with baby unicorns. Yes. And your goal is to get seven unicorns mm -hmm. in your army. Once you get seven unicorns in your stable in front of you, you win. You win. Mm -hmm. There's tons of other cards that upgrade your stable, that make you more resistant to attacks, mm -hmm. stop your unicorns from being destroyed. Yes. And there's other cards that make your life absolutely miserable. Yes. <laughs> absolutely miserable. And there's some of these things they have in there. Um, sadistic Ritual oh gosh, was one of the, one. the harsh ones. It's mm -hmm. every time you take a turn, you have to sacrifice one, one of, of the horses unicorns. and your unicorns in your <laughs> yes. stable. So like when you put that on someone, it's just like the most terrible thing you could do to to someone playing the yes. game. And there are ways to get rid of it, though. Definitely. You know, you can you can get rid of it. Yeah. Um, it just you have to have the right card. <laughs> and the, the, the unicorns are absolutely amazing. You have like Necromancer. You have uh, Star Spangled Banner Unicorn. And with these different titles, Stabby Stabby, stabby, stabby uh, they uh, they have Rhinoceros Unicorn. Mm -hmm. You know, there's whole, all, all the different types of unicorns. Uh, they have different abilities. Yes. Then there's magic that they can do and things mm -hmm. like that. And it's such a fun game. It and is it, a lot of fun. And the game changes because every time you deal the cards out, mm -hmm. different hands shifts the what's going right. on. Um, so that's why you don't even know what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Really, you don't. Um, but we called Maddie the X Factor because a lot of the time she didn't know the consequences of the cards that she would play. Yes. <laughs> she wasn't playing strategically. She was just putting cards yes. down. So when we play with the four of us or five of us, and then we always had to, you had your own plan in your mind, but then you had to factor in. <laughs> you have absolutely nothing, <laughs> no idea what Maddie was going to do, yes. which because she would just play like, and so she would do stuff to herself mm -hmm. that would harm other people. And yes. she had no idea. It was, right. it was anyway, like I said, we haven't severed any family ties yet. Uh, <laughs> Gotten pretty close. Yeah. Almost like Monopoly. Yeah. Not as bad as Monopoly, but uh, pretty, pretty close. It can drag on like Monopoly, though. It, it, it can. <laughs> and some pretty brutal things, but yes. some pretty hilarious things. And then yeah. they have the different expansions and the different horses that have come up are hilarious. The mm -hmm. art style is beautiful on all the yeah. cards. Um, and again, you can play it at a really basic level. But if you know the hands, know the deck, know the cards, you can play this game at a very, very high level, too. Yeah. You have some really interesting mm -hmm. and fun games. Um, yeah, so that's Unstable Unicorns. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, we have a classic yeah. is uh, Uno. Uno. We yep. love some Uno. Mm -hmm. um, that game is pretty universal. It's mm -hmm. a classic card game that's easy to pick up and impossible to put down, quite literally, because you're <laughs> trying to get rid of all your cards. But anyway, players <laughs> take turns matching cards in their hand with the current cards shown on top of the deck, either by color or by number. Special action cards deliver game-changing moments as they help you defeat your opponents. These include skips, reverses, draw twos, wild, and draw four wild cards. That's from MattelGames.com. Um, if you can't make a match, you must draw from the central pile. And when you've down to one card, you can't forget to yell Uno! And the first player to rid themselves of all the cards in their hand before their opponents wins. So it's this fun race of matching cards, going around a circle, matching cards, dummy cards out of your hand, but also being forced to draw cards because you can't match the cards. Right. And then... If you forget to say Uno, mm -hmm. someone calls you on it, so you have to put more cards in your hand. Yep. Um, and then the one you least expect ends up being the one just by a turn, just the yep. game is over. Mm -hmm. I've had Uno games that last forever. Yeah. I've had Uno games that really over really, really quickly. Right. It is so fun. 
Um, and it, it's almost like speed, mm-hmm. you know, but it's got more variables to it. And again, it's way more family friendly. It's more accessible because it's it easy te- to understand. Yeah, it tells you exactly what to do in the car. So yeah. Maddie can definitely play with us. Um, the deck that we have is a waterproof one. Mm-hmm. We'll put a link in the description where we got it from. Um, but that's really great for us. We've taken it to the beach. We play with it outside because, right. again, we're in the RV and we're playing outside. Mm-hmm. We can't have the cards getting wet, getting soggy, things like that. Yeah. And, and then they, they don't get dirty either because you can wipe them clean and stuff like that. So not only is the waterproof, they just they clean better. Mm-hmm. So they're not bent over. You know how you get, get that old stack of cards yep. where you can tell what, yes. which one it is because yep. just the way that it looks. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you, you don't get that with these cards. So yeah, so nice. it's, it's hard plastic. You know, but not only that, they have this hole punched in the corner mm-hmm. where you can put a carabiner or a D-ring through them, all yep. of them. Mm-hmm. Um, to keep them all together. So yeah, that's uh, really worked out for us. Something I didn't mention, and now we're finished talking about both the card games, is when we first started playing with Maddie, mm-hmm. you know, she'd have tiny little hands oh, yeah. trying to hold so many cards. So <laughs> yeah. we bought her this little hand holder thing. Yeah. We'll link that in the description in case you have some little yeah. ones that want to play these games with you as well. Mm-hmm. Really worked out, helped for her. And they were able to hold like... Yeah, because it's a little holder thing. And you just put, put the all the cards in and she can pull it out and see all of them. Yeah, because yeah. she just couldn't do it. So she'd keep them in a stack. And, and then it would be her turn. We'd have to wait for her to scroll <laughs> so through this. Yeah. Oh, little Maddie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. And so those are two kind of analog games mm-hmm. that we enjoy. Yep. Um, and the one that we've played for a really long time and had an absolute blast with is Mario Party yes, on Mario the Nintendo Party. Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, that game is described as on Nintendo.com as super fun charged friends. Uh, for, for friends and family, you turn the table in your opponents as you race across a, across a board game to collect the most stars in the original four-player Mario Party series board game mode. Um, it's a board game. Mm-hmm. It's it's a board game, but it's all digital, yes. which is a really cool thing. It's mm-hmm. got, but not only is it a board game, but after every four turns, you play mini games together yep. where it randomly assigns you to who you have teams, mm-hmm. you have solo games, you have some that are coin based. Mm-hmm. It's such a fun game. Yeah. It's a, such a family friendly game. Yes. And then playing it on the Switch, it's very accessible again because if suppose you're boondocking, right? You don't, you can charge the Switch and then take the Switch off, you know, and put the little central mm-hmm. hub, the mm-hmm. screen up, and then everyone who plays with the controller is looking at the small screen. Yep. You don't have to be hooked up to a TV to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can charge it beforehand whenever you do have power, or maybe off a charging station. Yeah. And then, like I said, you can play the game, and it really doesn't drain the power too bad at all. Mm-hmm. You can set the game to how long you want it to last mm-hmm. based on the turns. It can go from an hour to two, to two hours, mm-hmm. right? So an hour of gameplay on the Switch isn't going to drain the battery at all. So you can probably get about two or three games in, yeah. you know, before you really have to charge again. And mm-hmm. it's a great way to pass time. Yep. Mm-hmm. So what are some thoughts of yours about the uh, Mario Party? Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's fun. Like it's cause we can all play it. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, if we have tonight with this, um, we have to alternate and take turns, but, yeah. um, you can do four up to four players. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fun cause you can do the board game, but you can also do the, um, there's a little challenge. Like the, the, the yeah, the, the dancing one. And then there's mm-hmm. the one like on the boat, you know, so all, all four of you have to maneuver like yeah. down the river and stuff like that. And then it has mini games along the way. Um, so it has lots of different options. It's to, so, so much game, it right? There's a, it's a lot, lot of game, a lot of way to pass the time mm-hmm. in a pretty s- small package. Yeah. It's a lot of way to occupy your time mm-hmm. in a pretty small package. And, and it, I mean, like you said, you can, you can play for hours, you know, mm-hmm. even if you are hooked, you know, not hooked up, but if, if you are hooked up and it's charging, I mean, you can play for hours because you're busy mm-hmm. while it's raining. Yep. Um, so yeah. It's portable and accessible. And when weight matters, mm-hmm. games like Things that can occupy time, like Unstable Unicorns, yeah. small. small. Uno, small. Yep. Nintendo Switch Mario Party, small. small. <laughs> like, like these things don't take up a lot of weight, but they provide us with lots of entertainment mm-hmm. that we can do together as a family inside our RV when yep. we can't be outside. Um, another one that we really enjoy is... 
Connect Four. Connect Four. <laughs> it's a fun one. Uh, we we I mean the classic one, you know, the the board game that you have um, that with the thing with the legs on it, you know, and the chips or whatever. Uh, we have that, but we also have an outside one too. Mm -hmm. um, but since we're talking about indoors, we'll talk about the indoor one. <laughs> but it's, I mean, it's, it's regular. It's easy. Um, Maddie can play it. You know, it's easy to understand. So she she really likes that one. Um, the outdoor one is a lot more fun because it's a giant one, you know, to, to play outside. So um, on what Hasbro.com, it says, challenge a friend to just dropping fun with the classic game of Connect Four. Drop your red or yellow disc in the grid and be the first one to get four in a row to win. If your opponent is getting too close to four in a row, block them with your own disc. Whoever wins can pull up, pull out the slider bar and release all the discs to start over uh, for fun all over again. I love how they put that as a reward. Like that satisfying, <laughs> yes. like when you pull a thing out, they just fall everywhere. Yeah. I didn't know so. that that was a rule that the person who wins got to do it. Usually it was the person who was frustrated. Like yes. that they lost, just jerks it out of there and they fall everywhere. But uh, I mean, that one's, it, that one's easy to play um, and you can play it over and over and over again and it, mm -hmm. it doesn't. You know, I mean, it can get boring after a while, but keep you busy for a little bit. Yeah. And um, again, it breaks down flat mm -hmm. into a box. Yep. Um, and it's important that, we, that we're actually mentioning these games in particular because I was taking stock. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people that after a year in their RV, they say, well, what did I actually use? What did I actually not use? Mm -hmm. You know, and so I've, when we're kind of thinking about this, like what things do we actually use in there? We have some board games in there yeah. that we haven't even touched. Yeah. Where we played them once and they just didn't. They weren't fun. We didn't yeah. have fun. Like. Not everybody could get into them or for some reason the learning curve was too difficult or just didn't. The game wasn't fun for our family. Yeah. Um, so these ones that we're listing, definitely going to stay, yeah. probably going to take the other ones and donate them. Mm -hmm. You know, um, maybe we'll put a list somewhere of the ones that we have that we don't really play all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, so this these are all games that things can be broke down. They're portable. They're fun. Yes. And yep. Yeah. So that uh, Connect 4 is recommended for ages six and up and for two players. Mm -hmm. I'm old. And I still probably don't know how to play Connect Four effectively. I honestly just throw them in there, and then if I get lucky, all I know is I start putting them in there, and then once someone gets to three, I just start trying to stop them. And then if I get lucky and four happens for me trying to stop them, great. If not, that's it. Um, something else that we really do to pass the time, and I apologize, we have a guest apparently that wants to be part of our podcast. So if you hear him. <laughs> I forgot about him. He uh, is complaining about something. Yeah. <laughs> so there were those are things that we we really didn't do the board games too much at home. No. In okay. the sticks and bricks. Mm -mm. Um, I think it happened because again we were going out and we were weekend warriors. So when we were going out in the Galactica, mm -hmm. we were looking to do things together. Right. And so we bought games and we mm -hmm. intentionally bought these games to try and play them together. Mm -hmm. And they've kind of just become part of what we do. Yeah. Like in living in this, in this house, like you literally do everything together, yeah. mm -hmm. but not everything, mm -hmm. right? There's got to be a balance. Right. And we'll talk more about that in a bit, but there were some hobbies that we definitely had in our sticks and bricks mm -hmm. that we brought over into the Galactica that yeah we're able to continue doing mm -hmm. a little differently now. Yes. What's one of those? Uh, well, one of my biggest things is, is, is reading. Um, that's what I do to pass the time. Um, I love reading. I'm an avid reader. I've always been an avid reader. Um, and so I had books, you know, before. Um, we did have a lot of books. And so one of the things, couldn't take them, right? No. I mean, there's no space. There's nowhere to put them. Um, and I was always um, against uh, digital books because I loved I loved a physical book I just I loved having it in my hands I loved turning the page I loved the smell of books like 
I would just, I had to have a physical book. And so I never was all about like the Kindles or the, the iPad link. I just, I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had to make the adjustment when we did this um, because I couldn't take the books with me. Um, I can go to the library and stuff now and get a book. Um, but once we start traveling and stuff, oh, that's yeah. not an option. Mm-hmm. We won't be able to go to the library and get them. So, mm-hmm. any, so I had to make the switch. So again, it was the the mindset where I had to adjust. I had to to fall in love with the digital part of, of reading. Um, and so I have an iPad. Um, and so I had Kindle on there. And so I was getting the books on the iPad. Um, but the thing with the iPad is it's really, it's heavy. You know, it's a, it's a heavy device. Um, so if I'm laying down and I'm reading, like eventually my arm is getting tired, you know, like on the with the iPad, trying to hold it and stuff like that. Um, so I started looking into the, the Kindles. Um, and so I got a Kindle white, so it's only about like this big, it's really small. Um, and it's really light. Um, and I love it because I can hold it and like, I can hold it up. I can lay down and I've seen, yeah, it looks, yeah. And it's, 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 yes, it's like holding paper. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's super, super light. And so I, I have loved it all over again because I got that. Um, it was getting kind of frustrating with the iPad because it was so heavy. Mm -hmm. Um, but once I got the Kindle, um, now I'm just, I'm, I'm always on it. I'm always reading. Um, I, I'm part of Kindle Unlimited, um, which is really nice. It's $10 a month, um, and you can read books all, all, all that you want. You can get as many as you want. You borrow them, put them in your library, and then you give them back. Um, or you don't have to give them back. They just stay in your library. As long as you keep your membership, you can keep the books on your um, on your Kindle. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a program called Goodreads, too, which is really awesome. Um, Goodreads is it's basically this program that like learns what you like to read Hmm. um and so it suggests things um whenever i finish well right now i'm reading a a series of books it's like seven books so whenever i finish get close to the end or once i'm about to finish it it always says here let's suggest this next book for you which is always the next one in the series um but when i'm not reading a series and i finish a book it'll say oh you know rate this book um how 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 do you like it one star two stars three stars um, so you rate the book that you, you really like, and then it'll suggest other ones that are similar to that. Um, so it makes it really easy when finding what the next book to read is, because yeah. it'll just suggest something. I'm like, yeah, that sounds good. Let's read that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know you've read a lot of books, researching, homeschooling, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Guilty Pleasure puts you on the spot. What are you reading right now? What right is, now? Yes. Um, it's a, I'm not sh- sure what the series is called, but it, the, I mean, the first one was called like Edge of Collapse. Um edge of something i don't know edge of darkness there's like seven of them i think the one i'm on right now is called edge of valor i think it's the the last one Mm -hmm. um but it's basically about the end of the world um and emp goes off and so it's about this girl it starts off with this girl who's actually in a in a basement um somebody had, had kept her in a basement for five years and was actually torturing her oh, no. um, <laughs> after the end of the world uh no th- this is before this is before the end of the world oh, okay. and so this emp goes off and all of a sudden she she's able to get out of the basement oh, okay um and so you know she she doesn't know what's going on she just she, she all of a sudden she can get out you know like of the basement that she was stuck in yeah and so um so she gets out and then it's there's a it's in michigan so it's the and christmas eve is when it is so it's snowing it's blizzards it's snowstorms and she's trekking through the snowstorm trying to figure out what's going on with the world um, where she meets this guy and this guy like is a, a soldier or a previous soldier. Um, and so he's a sniper and can kill people. And so it's like, 
<laughs> all dystopian. Yes. Sounds awesome. <laughs> it is. It's, it's, I love dystopian novels. That's, that's, that's my guilty pleasure is dystopian novels. Um, there's another one. It's uh, Life As We Know It is one of my, um, my other favorite series. Again, it's where the moon shifts. And so it like creates this chaos of stuff that happens like with the world um, where everything shuts down again. Um, so, you mentioned a really cool moment in one of the books that you're reading. You showed it to me where the person in the dystopian novel yes. was reading the book, the book. <laughs> Life yes. as We Know It, yes. another book that's a dystopian novel. Yes. That's awesome. Yes, it was really cool. Um, <laughs> I'm not, I, I can't remember the author of, of these of the series right now. Um, I, I feel bad. We'll put it in the video. We'll, right we'll put it in the video. Yeah. Um, and so she actually wrote these books during quarantine she says that in the beginning of her books like she actually wrote them like during 2020 like with quarantine so she makes a lot of references to kind of not what's going on in the world right now but how it relates to being in a, a dystopian um environment so i mean mm -hmm. it's really cool i love it um and i can't wait to read more of her books i actually think that i'm gonna read like she has another series too i think it's where a um a nuclear bomb goes off <laughs> so, so i'm gonna try and probably read those next um because yeah again like i love dystopian novels is my favorite. Cool. so so how many books would you say you've read since we've been living in the galactic uh, even if you just skimmed through them and got some information out of them at least 10 10 yeah yeah that's a lot and yeah. we, we've been about two months two months yeah two 10 books right 10 books holding them as mm -hmm. opposed to the little Kindle, the yeah. Kindle mm -hmm. right? So I remember we, we had probably about, I would say a good bit of books, about yeah. four or five bookshelves. We had a, yeah, we had a couple of them um, to read. And then I'm an artist. And so reference material, I'm always looking at half price books, mm -hmm. uh, teaching books on art education, things like that. Yeah. Things I was using textbooks left over from, bachelor and grad school mm -hmm. we have tons of books like yeah. pounds and pounds yeah. of books and just no it's not yeah. feasible we couldn't bring them um the way that i've kind of brought that material over is i've gotten into um pocketmags.com mm -hmm. um and i've subscribed digitally to some of my favorite magazines yeah. and i use my ipad just fine because i also use it for multiple things um like for digital art making mm -hmm. uh Procreate, mm -hmm. then all the digital softwares that you can use on the computer. Mm -hmm. I don't want to talk about it too much, but in Sticks and Bricks, I had a three screen setup, built my computer, yeah. um, loved the space. Uh, I spent a lot of time there. Yeah. I did a lot of work there. Mm -hmm. I did a lot of school there and I did mm -hmm. a lot of fun things there, gaming and whatnot. Um, so I needed something compact mm -hmm. to that was equivalent because right. I didn't want to stop doing those things, right. but I need some fact to do that. So the iPad mm -hmm. of the iPad pro, is that the big one? Yes. And then with the Apple pencil and mm -hmm. procreate lets me kind of, and procreate's a powerful program and it's amazing. Mm -hmm. I don't think I can even do it justice. If you look on the work that you can do on there, yes. the mediums and everything that are available, it's like working with watercolor, oil, pastel, any art medium you can think of, you can simulate it on procreate. And again, it's on an iPad yeah. weighs about four or five pounds. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's extremely amazing accessible. You can use it anywhere mm -hmm. as long as you have access to electricity and charge it again, if you have a power bank mm -hmm. or charge somewhere that you have power, mm -hmm. you know, you can use that iPad anywhere. It's yeah. very versatile. How's the power work on the Kindle? Uh, I think I just charged it yesterday. How long does um, it usually last with reading? I can't remember the last time I charged it. Wow. Honestly. Yeah. Um, it's been at least a week or two. So off of one and charge. And I read every night. So how long does it take it to get the full charge? 
don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Not very long. Yeah, I mean, yeah. at least a couple hours yeah. probably so we'll, when we'll, it's dead. But. We'll do some deep dives on these things that we're doing, ways that we're kind of entertaining and passing time and kind mm-hmm. of making our life happen in here. Again, so things that you might be interested in is how long does it take to charge? Mm-hmm. Um, and then how long do you get off of one charge? Yeah. Right? I'm sure it doesn't draw very much power to charge. Yeah. It can't draw, draw that much. Yeah. yeah. So the, the iPad... I mean, Procreate, unfortunately, is a huge power draw, um, but you can get some good substantial work done. And then you know, if you have a couple of power banks available, mm-hmm. you know, you should be fine. You can mm-hmm. I mean, you can plug up at Starbucks, charge your iPad mm-hmm. for about half an hour you know, yeah. to an hour and then be ready to go again. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, so that's digital and the computer. I went to a compact laptop, mm-hmm. pretty pricey laptop. Uh, but it, again, I work on it. Yeah. I was doing school on it. Definitely doing a lot of gaming, doing some art making on it. So it's got a pretty strong GPU, things like that. So it's everything I need that I had in my desktop, all compact into a laptop. Yep. Um, but it lets us do all these things. Yep. We can edit videos on it. We can record videos mm-hmm. in 4K. So there's ways to make things that you do in sticks and bricks, mm-hmm. kind of hobbies that you have, and bring it over to your... Mm-hmm. Um, our Wi-Fi connection is pretty solid, so mm-hmm. I can do all the gaming that I was doing before. Yeah. Um, probably not the cutting edge stuff competitively. You know, mm-hmm. maybe some lag. You know, if I miss a shot, I got to blame my connection. You know, it is what it is, right? Yeah. Can't hit them all. Um, but yeah, I still enjoy gaming just as much as mm-hmm. I did. Um, but also I have brought some art mediums and I'll definitely make more videos and content about that in the future, about how I go about actually making art anal- you know, analog traditionally mm-hmm. while living in the RV. I have a, a tote that I actually use kind of a footstool slash bench next to the, to the bed in there. When we do the tour, you'll see that. Mm-hmm. But inside I've got all my art materials and sketchbooks and things like that. So yeah. I, Still going to do traditional media. Um, can't let that go. Definitely going to bring that with me. I'm looking forward to painting and some and drawing in some really remote and interesting places. Yeah. Doing some plain air there. Um, but totally doable. Things and hobbies yeah. that we had, we're bringing them over yep. into the RV mm-hmm. with us. It was important that I mentioned things that we did separately. Yes. Right? And it is important that I think that we mentioned doing things together but also doing things, hobbies that we had, personal interests that we had on our own mm-hmm. when we come into the RV. Yeah. We have found that it's possible to be in the same place, mm-hmm. but doing separate things. Yes. We are together, but we're doing separate things and mm-hmm. we're comfortable with that, yeah. right? Um, a lot of people ask me, what do you do when you just want to get away from people. Like, how do you do that in 250 square feet? What do you do when you want to get away from someone? I'm like, well, I just go do things that I enjoy. Right. You know, I don't ever feel like I want to get away from you or anybody mm-hmm. in here. I'm just not that kind of person. We're not those kind of people right. where we have to physically distance ourselves from people mm-hmm. every now and again for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, but. But I mean, again, if, if we needed to yeah, do that, like yeah. we could just go outside like yeah you could stay inside and do whatever you wanted to do yeah. i can come outside and do whatever Agreed. i wanted to do mm-hmm. um because we can't our the hobbies that we have are trans transportable like yes. you know like i could go outside and do whatever i wanted or, or you opposite you could come outside and do whatever you wanted mm-hmm. um we don't need to do that but we could yeah um it's definitely something that you know we we can do if we needed to cool yeah and you're absolutely right and that's the balance is important yes like very we were it was important to us to give our teenager her own space because mm-hmm. we knew that there's gonna be moments where yeah you just gotta you just gotta be by your lonesome yeah and when we were living in our sticks and bricks like it'd be unfair for us to ask her to be a totally different person right you know like mm-hmm. if she's not the type of person that sits on the sofa around family sits in the room 
mm. you know, all the time. We can't make her become that person just because we moved right. into this RV. Mm-hmm. Um, in our defense, she didn't do much with her giant room besides <laughs> lay in bed, do Snapchat and watch Netflix, Netflix anyway. Yes. I mean, like, you know, we can give you a bed in here where you can do all those same things. Yeah. So that's kind of our counter whenever she complains about not having enough space. I'm like, all the things you did in your big room, you can, you do, can do right in that tiny yes. that, that space over there. <laughs> But it's a pretty nice space. It but, is. But the, the mindset in that, mm-hmm. that she's not the kind of person. Mm-hmm. And it's not fair to expect her to be. She's mm-hmm. going to need, she does her own thing. Yes. And then when she is ready to come and engage with us, she does. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, she knows that she comes and sometimes I come in and she's laying in my spot on my bed. I'm like, what are you doing? I want to lay down and get out, you know, because she's in there having a conversation with you. Yeah. Or if we're out here relaxing in the evening, she'll come out and talk to us. Mm-hmm. You know, like when she's ready to engage. Yeah. You know, she does. It's one of the things with teenagers, you can't force them to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So, yeah. No, but she's, she's a good kid. She comes out and she spends time with us when she wants to. Um, mm-hmm. But she does have her own space where she can do her own things. Exactly. Um, and we have our own space where we can do our own things. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then Maddie, of course, she doesn't. It's not that she needs her own space. Mm-hmm. She just needs. She just dominates everything. Whenever you're not using it, she uses everything. Yes. She uses all the space. <laughs> All the time, everywhere. <laughs> if you're not using it, it's Maddie's space. Yes. It's it's Maddie's space until you need you it. Tell her it's not. <laughs> and then and then when you don't and when you don't need it anymore, she reclaims it as her own yes. and uses all the things. Yes. <laughs> um, but just some little things that we did to kind of avoid some rough spots, and we went ahead and splurged a little bit and got a switch light for you. Yes. Because Maddie does enjoy playing the switch, and she, she has does. her own games yes. that she wants to play when she. And so when she's stuck inside, she she loves her bike. That's for when she gets to an RV park. First thing she does, she gets get on her, her bike. Ride. She goes cruise around and she forms. See what she kids, scopes. what yep. kids are in the area. Yep. She forms the biker gang, <laughs> yes. and like we literally, we have to go out and find her when the sun goes down because mm-hmm. she, you know, like yeah. that's how I grew up. Mm-hmm. Like parents go outside, you yeah. know, and that's good. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. But sometimes she can't go outside, or we're in places where we're like, we don't need you on our. If we're making her stay inside, you know, like we we got to make it fun for her. Right. That's not fair, you know, like so. She has toys, she draws, mm-hmm. things like that, but she really does enjoy playing on the Switch. Yes. And it's not like she veggies out in front of it all the time, because again, if we gave her a choice, go out and play, sit outside and play, or play Switch, mm-hmm. I bet nine times out of ten, she, she would choose outside. to go outside. Yeah. Um, that's the kind of kid that she is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when she wants to play Switch and she's stuck inside, we want to make sure that she can play that when she wants mm-hmm. to. But you also have game that you were enjoying on the yes. Switch. You know, like, so it's like, I'm this whole little conflict yeah, so of interest. I, I, uh, I bought one of those Switch lights. Yeah. Um, so it's, 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 it's a nice little, I mean, it looks just like a Switch mm-hmm. when it's not hooked up to the TV. It's a little, um, it's light. <laughs> so, you know, yes. it's not a whole lot of added weight. Um, and so I bought that for, for me too. So that way I can, I can play games um, and she can have this. I mean, the Switch we play as a family, but it, it's mostly hers. Honestly. Yes, it is. Hers. Um, mm-hmm. She gets all these games and she plays all these different games on marionette stuff like that um we do play together you know with certain games but it's mostly hers mm-hmm. and it's compact mm-hmm. and then we screen all the games that she's playing oh, and yeah. most of them don't even have online connections so i'm not worried about yeah all of that mm-hmm. um and then another thing we definitely invested in a good bit of headphones and airpods yes you know everybody has for their own set of airpods <laughs> <laughs> uh, and except maddie yeah, right? well, she doesn't need it. <laughs> yeah, so we, we pretty much put on the airphones and headpods, airpods to, yes. to kind of block out Maddie because, yes. again, she... She, she uses the, the main TV, you know, that, mm-hmm. that's kind of her space. Mm-hmm. Um, So she watches TV. So we just put our airpods in. I mm-hmm. know Peyton's in there probably watching something on her phone or her laptop. Mm-hmm. Um, And then we can sit in our bedroom and, and watch something or, yeah. you know, whatever. I, I'm 
some people are leery about the electronics in the games. I'm not. I grew up as a gamer. Um, I love games. I believe they're total, they're absolute works of art. Mm -hmm. uh, there's some things that I've encountered with gaming just on my own and the experience that I've had with gaming, some choices that I've had to make just through the narrative introduced in the game that have been powerful moments that have caused me self-reflection. In one game, Mass Effect in particular, you have to choose between the uh, saving the one, that choice where you have to choose to save the one to or to sacrifice the one to save the many. Mm -hmm. And the, the the story that led up to that decision where you as a player had to make that decision and face those consequences in it, I'm like, that's that's awesome. You will never get that yeah. in a school experience. You won't. It's mm -hmm. exclusive to the game experience. You won't even get it in a movie because the outcome is dictated to you mm -hmm. in a movie or in a book unless you do choose your own adventure. They used to have those back in the day. Yeah. But then if you, you, know, you cheated, you just yeah. go back and you know, the safer spot and go back well, to that choice. It's cool too, because uh, actually one of the homeschooling things that I have um, for our social studies, um, there's actually Minecraft in it, um, in the in the book. Um, so that's an activity that she does every once in a while where it has um, like a Minecraft activity. Mm -hmm. um, and so Minecraft is one of those games where it's a lot of critical thinking. Um, you have to build and, yes. and you have to, you know, get resources and stuff. Yes. Um, and so she loves that game. And so we're, we're full into that for her because mm -hmm. it, it gets so cr critical thinking skills. One of the ones um, she did recently was she had to build a farm and she had to like build it next to some water and she had to like irrigate um, to grow her crops. Because mm -hmm. we were learning about um, Mesopotamia and how they started um, farming and agriculture and stuff like that. So one of the activities was to build a farm and and irrigate on the farm in Minecraft, you know, and she had to do it herself. That's awesome. So it, it lined up with the, the activity that we were doing in her social studies to make her, you know, have that full understanding mm -hmm. of how that stuff works. So, yes, definitely. Um, I like that. Yeah, it's hand-eye coordination. Mm -hmm. The same skill that I'm teaching in drawing, you know, mm -hmm. if, if someone doesn't ever learn how to become a master painter, master drawer, they will develop the skills of hand-eye coordination because that's what drawing and rendering is. Yeah. Same thing with gaming, hand-eye coordination, right? Manipulating. So those mm -hmm. are same thing a, a pro football player uses when they run down the field to catch football. Yeah. It's hand-eye coordination. You yeah. know, like so those. So she actually pauses her games a lot too, um, and draws them. So that's, yeah, it, it's interchangeable. Yeah. Like that. Um, so and, and so that's just the the argument for that side. There's tons of mm -hmm. other arguments you can make. Some of my my best friend before I, I met my wife before I met Charlie is, is my my little sister. And some of the the best memories that I have of, of her and I playing games together, like enjoying games and playing them hours on end together. So it's not really we were playing the game. Yes. But we were having this experience together, yeah. you know, playing the game. And, and, and me and my younger sister were tight. And I believe that our gaming together, among lots of other things that we did together, really bonded us. We definitely enjoyed playing video games together. I'm a huge gamer support games. I in moderation. Yes moderation is everything mm -hmm. right i think right now we have a nice healthy balance of maddie likes being outdoors but she plays games you know mm -hmm. yeah healthy healthy yeah. healthy bit of it and then also um a lot of the issues that people have with games nowadays i don't want to turn too much into gaming but the there's a rating system on it for a reason mm -hmm. a lot of the issues that people are having with games and how they're influencing kids is not the game's fault right i'm not blaming parents but there's a rating system on it for a reason right right? Mm -hmm. If the game is rated for a teenager, mm -hmm. don't give, you know, if it's rated for 17 plus, don't give it to the 10 year old, yeah. right? You know, like there's, mm -hmm. so um, that's a whole nother can of worms. Like yes. I said, we believe everything with moderation, yeah. but I do believe gaming has a place as far as entertainment, healthy entertainment. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's just something, again, it's compact, 
doesn't take a lot of weight. A little bit of a power draw. I mean, that goes help with moderation. Once the game is dead, you got to find other ways to entertain yourself. Yeah. Right. And she uh, does. She has time limits on it too. Yeah. Um. So once the time limits up, she got to figure out something else. And she does. Um. She really does. It's like she hardly ever is like, I want to do more. I have to do more. Um. She is really good about. You once know, it's over, she does something else. Figure out something on else to the to next play. thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So again, we just wanted to share some things that we do when we're forced to stay inside of the Galactica mm -hmm. that we do together. Hobbies that we do separately that mm -hmm. we transferred over from our sticks and bricks living full time in the RV. Yep. And then why it's important to find balance between doing mm -hmm. things together, but also maintaining your individual interests. Yes. So normally this is the point in the episode where we would go to our Battlestar Galactica episode review. Mm -hmm. We're going to try something different for the next couple of episodes where mm -hmm. we'll make them as separate videos exclusively on our exclusively on our YouTube channel. Yes. There really is a heavy visual element mm -hmm. to when we do these episode reviews, seeing the still shots yeah. and the clips that we pulled from the episode that I feel just aren't translating well. Yeah, because I feel like we have to rush through it like toward the end, like when we're talking about that. Because, I mean, we want to cover so much in these videos, but we also want to cover more Certainly. in the, the Battlestar Galactica ones. Yeah. But it, it always feels really rushed. So The content is fun to make, it and is. there are people that enjoy it. Mm -hmm. I've been really pleased to find. Yeah. Um, so... We're going to go ahead and just make that a separate video. Yeah. And then again, that'll give us the opportunity to maybe post more frequently. Hopefully. So those of you who want to catch, catch up on our RV mm -hmm. life can watch a video one week and then maybe watch our Battlestar Galactic episodes review mm -hmm. another week. You know, just get in, keep the content coming yeah. and keep it interesting. Mm -hmm. As far as the podcast is concerned, we've got some really interesting topics coming down the pike. One, the weather's finally getting cooler yes. so we can start actually doing our knowledge videos. Like yes. this is how you do this thing yes. i'm really excited to do our how to set up a campsite yes. how to hook up how to unhook how to dump your black tank all that stuff's coming now that it's cooler weather mm -hmm. those will be coming down the road yes. but also i'm very very excited about giving you now that we're kind of settled in getting everything where it needs to be mm -hmm. showing you the remodels and how we organize galactic on the inside so doing a video tour on the inside mm -hmm. and then another cool episode we've got coming very very special guest going to talk to us about unschooling so if any of that content sounds interesting to you Please subscribe to our podcast, subscribe to our YouTube channel, hit that notification bell so you know when a video is getting posted, and hopefully you'll join us for the next episode. Hopefully. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, please consider liking the video and subscribing to our video channel and podcast. We've absolutely loved building connections with the RV community and anyone else that's interested in this lifestyle. So if you'd like to connect with us, please follow us on Instagram and YouTube at So Say We Travel or visit us at SoSayWeTravel.com. See you down the road.